You want to ratchet down that level because that proximity, the closer you can get to them, it helps build that relationship faster. All right, this is the Leverage Podcast, episode 81, and we're talking to Jesse Zagorski. Jesse, how are you doing, man? I'm amazing. And Pavel, you're probably one of the few human beings that can say my last name correctly. Of course, because I'm Russian. That's why, right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, Jesse, um, I know you're a team leader with EXP Realty. Uh, you got a huge network around you. Uh, You've been around the block for for quite some time. You're a well-known guy. And can you tell us more about yourself, who you are, what's the story of Jesse Zagorski, and what's your experience and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, I've been around the block since New Kids on the Block. No, not not exactly. Like 20 <laughs> years. Almost, almost that long. It's been 20 years. Hey, in the real Gen estate. Z's won't know who, who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't even get that reference. That's fine. So, so yeah, I've I've, I been know. Estate, I've been in real estate for 20 years. I am um, I've done pretty much any position you could think of in a real estate office. I've probably done it. I've been a listing agent, I've been a buyer's agent. I ran a team as big as 21 agents, you know, selling a couple hundred homes a year. I went deep into the world of REO. I sold a lot of foreclosures during those, you know, the debt last downturn. Um, I ran my own brokerage for 14 years with my mom. My mom is still my business partner, so I'm a sort of I'm a certified mama's boy. I don't know if you know that, but mama's boy. All right. And uh, very <laughs> grateful mom. to work with my mom all these years. And uh, yeah, we, we went to EXP about three and a half years ago, and now I have an organization that I still run that's growing, but it's about about 1,100 agents all over the, all over the U.S., Canada, a couple other countries that I'm, I'm now connected to. Nice. Nice. Awesome. So why don't you uh, dive into this more uh, about the building? I mean, the, the, the name of the podcast is building is relationship and productivity. So uh, let's talk about building relationships, relationships, starting with lead gen. I know you, you do probably a lot of lead generation. So um, what type of lead generation actually work the best for you and your team and how you guys, um, when, when you, when you run your team or your, your business, uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's funny because yeah. the, the lead, the lead gen has actually morphed over the years i mean so I, i'm a real estate nerd like really i've i've always dove into do you still sell homes i do i do so i mean yeah, there I, we go. I, I definitely yeah. i definitely pulled back my focus like i shrunk my team down and we'll still sell 20 million this year like my personally i personally will sell 20 million this year which in san diego is not not a huge amount it's not nothing right like i so i still yeah, actually sell perfect homes. yeah I, I i keep myself engaged because i want to know it's working from a lead gen standpoint and mm-hmm. it's been such a moving target over the last uh few days. 17%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm future pacing the interest rate. Plus when we really, no, it's actually only high sixes, right? It makes you feel, yeah. I actually been doing that a lot. It makes people feel so much better when you anchor at the high number and then yeah. you go, oh, it's only six. Like, oh, scared me. 17%. Anyway, so it's the things that used to work. I think going back to your sphere, going back to the relationships is working so much better for so many of the agents I've connected mm-hmm. to. It's why I wanted to focus on that for this podcast because relationships are lead generation. Right. And exactly. there's ways to work in leverage, even though people think of relationships as being like a like a one-on-one thing, there is a lot of ways you can lever you can utilize leverage in the context of relationship building. That's what I wanted to dive into. Yeah. So my question is how do you take it to the next level when you do lead gen? I mean, you specialize in converting leads and uh let's say and turning them into the relationship. So what are the key principles uh uh in lead conversion uh, that's that you actually do? What are your key principles? How do you convert, yeah, so, let's say, lead come in? How, how do you convert it? How do you make it, uh, let's say, uh, you know, a customer from a customer to a client? Yes. Yeah, so so there used to be a concept called speed to lead that people listening to this podcast have probably yeah. heard before, right? Probably. It's been tossed around a while. And 
then I, I started saying a few years ago, I don't know, I, I'm not going to take credit for making this up. I'm sure someone else made it up, and I, but I say it all the time. It's, it's speed to relationship. So the world morphed about two, three years ago. And I think because consumers became more educated and they can really sense that, that authenticity from someone, your goal mm-hmm. is no longer just to get there. Your goal is to be create a relationship as fast as possible. And so one of the things that I, I talk about all the time um, is the friendship formula. So if you want to talk about how to convert leads from a really actionable standpoint, um, this works with any lead. It could be a cold lead, a paid traffic lead, it could be someone in your sphere. Whatever you're trying to do to build a bond, it could be a romantic relationship. Do you know the friendship formula? Well, uh, what is it? All right. So did you, have you read the book called The Like Switch? L-I-K-E, The Like Switch by Jack no, Schaefer? No, no. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books on sales training. And uh, he gives inside this book, I, I probably have a copy of my desk, but it's a thick book. The uh-huh. best part of the entire book is the friendship formula. If you want to develop a relationship with someone, you want to focus on these four factors, right? We've got frequency. I'll tell mm-hmm. you all four that I'll explain. Frequency, proximity, duration, and intensity. Frequency, hmm. proximity, duration, duration and, intensity. and intensity. So, so I'll break them down. First okay. one's frequency. That's how often are you connecting with someone? It doesn't have to be yeah. a phone call. It could be a text, whatever. Like how often are you showing? It could even be in their social media newsfeed, right? That's why when we talk leverage, there's so many ways you can show up more often these days without even mm-hmm. really doing it like in an automatic way. So frequency yeah. is the first one. You want to be more connected, show up more often. The second one is proximity. That's how close you physically are. Like right now you are sitting where? You're in Seattle, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. And I'm in San Diego, California. I run a team in San Diego, California. We there are we nowhere near each other. But oh. with the magic of Zoom, it feels like you're hanging out with me. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We're using technology to create that proximity effect. So when you're trying to, to bond with a client or convert them, it's why I always train our agents. It's like, you want to go from a text to a phone call, a phone call to a Zoom or Zoom or in person, right? You want to ratchet down that level because that, that proximity, the closer you can closer you can get to them, it helps build that relationship faster. That's interesting. It right? definitely, yeah, that's, that's a human nature. Exactly. Think about yeah. right now, people listening to this podcast, if they're listening to it on a podcast platform with audio only, they're getting part mm-hmm. of the experience. If they would go to, where, where do you guys post this in? YouTube? Where, you, where's YouTube. Okay. YouTube, um, all the uh, podcasts of that, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere, okay. you know. So, so yeah. on Apple Podcasts, yeah. maybe they're just listening to the audio version or maybe they're watching driving. The video there. Maybe just on the but, they're driving and listening. Yeah. Right. But if they go to YouTube and they're watching us, the people watching us on video right now, I guarantee we're only, I don't know, five, 10, six minutes in. They're probably bonding with us already, whether they know it or not, just because they're, they're physically, that's that proximity. Factor. That's correct. Yeah. And you guys ever talk about the para? The parasocial relationship. Want to hear a big science word? Want to hear a big science word? Okay. I told you I'm a nerd, dude. You're bringing Uh, some cool value right here, brother. Thank you. So, 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 and and I'm going to work leverage into this because you got to learn the concepts and then I'll show you how you can leverage like a virtual assistant or someone else in your back office Mm -hmm. to help you with all these things. It's pretty cool. So, parasympathetic relationship. I actually, I know you, I've known you for years, but I don't know. Do you watch TV ever? I don't watch TV, bro. Okay. Does your spouse, kids, does anybody in your house watch TV? Mm, we have a big TV, but nobody ever t- turns it on. It's just always yeah, off. You we don't, All right, you, you yeah, we don't watch TV, dude. Do you, I, I, I love that. I don't watch TV either. But um, in, do you ever, so maybe you're not the right person, but have you ever known anyone, someone in your company who like binged watched a TV show? Like um, Netflix, yeah. Well, yeah, my son yes. right now, my, my, 13, my 13-year-old son right now is watching Breaking Bad. 
There we go. Oh, okay. Watch out. Cause I'm going to tell you something. This is going to scare you. Ready? So yeah. as you're, th- that, and that's a perfect example. As your 13 year old son is watching breaking bad, he is developing a parasympathetic relationship with the characters in that show. Hmm. As he watches enough of them over you either in a, over a long period of time, but the yeah. more you watch them, quicker and close together right because it, think about it if they're if you got the first one is frequency if he's watching them daily multiple episodes a day he's hanging out mm-hmm. with these characters a lot. proximity he's seeing them on the screen developing this parasympathetic relationship your brain watch this i'm gonna scare the crap out of your son his brain your brain our brains cannot tell the difference between seeing someone on the screen or sitting with them in person wow like like Theoretically, you understand that I am not in front of you, but your brain, if we did an MRI, would literally look almost identical if I was hanging out with you in person or hanging out with you on Zoom. Your brain lights up the same way. And so your son, he's he's bonding with Saul. He's like, he's creating yeah. this relationship. And so yeah. like, like my wife, my wife didn't remember. Like yesterday, he was talking to me yesterday about Jesse Pinkman, you know? Yeah. Okay, so, I'm so, like, dude, I forgot about him already, you know? Do you remember? <laughs> it's been a while since the- I watched the show. Do you remember the show Friends with like Monica and yeah, Phoebe and Yeah, Chandler? of course. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so seven years ago, when my wife was pregnant with our first our first child, okay, he's mm-hmm. seven years old now. Seven years ago, my wife was pregnant and she got really into watching Friends reruns. Like she she was just, you know, she wasn't feeling that great. She was, you know, eight months in and she just started binge watching Friends. And so I was sitting in the other room. I work from home. And if I do this, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? For that sound for the theme song or the intro, the theme song, like, mm-hmm. like I'd hear that song and be like, oh, she's watching Friends. I didn't even watch the show. I just heard their voices from the other yeah. room for like a month straight. Like literally, she was binge watching. It's like a thousand episodes for, I don't know, 111 episodes. And so by the end of that time, I thought I was friends with those characters without even watching them, just hearing like their voices. Like them. you knew them. That's crazy. Like, like I literally nuts. was like, I want to call Chandler and hang out. And so this is how, when you put this in the world of real estate or business, this is how, when you say converting leads, if you start to approach her that way, so we got frequency and proximity and you develop this relationship, the next two is duration. That's the amount of time you spend with them. That's pretty obvious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you see, you want to yeah, start hanging out with your clients more often for longer. And then the last one is intensity. That's the nature of the conversation you're having. If you and I got on here and for the last 10 minutes, I was like, yo, Pablo, how's the weather in Seattle? How's the weather, bro? Yeah. What would you say? I mean, the weather is shitty. Right. And I'd be like, tell yeah. me more. Like, it would be a boring conversation. One, no one would listen to the podcast. Yeah. And two, it wouldn't be very bonding between us. But because we're going deep, right? I'm talking about your son. I know your son watches is watching a, you know, breaking bad. He's 13 years old. Like, dude, how's that feel as a father having your 13 year old watching watching breaking bad all the time? How's that feel? Yeah, and he was talking, he was telling me today about yesterday, he was telling me about it, you know, about how they were making math and everything. It's like I mean, did my kid just grow up like so fast? Like, would I be realizing that? You know, <laughs> it's crazy, right? That you're scared, yeah, it you're is crazy, dude. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. and, and see in that moment, if you if you rewind and you listen to the last minute of the podcast, look at the intensity that our conversation got to. And like, Pavel just that was vulnerable. He opened up as a dad, like, I'm learning real stuff about you. Like, yeah. we're, we're bonding. This is cool. Exactly. And so now, exactly. And now yeah. you, you can do this consciously with your clients. Consciously, exactly, you know, and for them, it's going to be unconsciously. So that's the way you build a relationship. And uh, so, and and here, uh, here can I can I work you know, it? Can I work it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask this question. Mm-hmm. This is how you this is how you put leverage in because this is the leverage podcast. So I have someone in my back office who is a VA who I call my master of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, how now, do you use this VA? Years, what is she doing? She's the master of everything, man. 
She's literally in charge of my calendar. She's in charge of my calendar, right? So when we talk about productivity in a minute, she's in charge of my calendar. But in a in a lead generation capacity, or this is more like lead conversion, because you got to generate the leads and then you got to convert them. I leverage her in a sales capacity because she sits in any Zoom meeting that I do. She sits in the meeting just quietly in the back, right? I introduce her. I say, hey. I've got Angela's going to be here. She's going to listen in the background. And uh, just if we have any action items or things to send, she'll take care of that later. Are you comfortable with her sitting here? They say yes. Okay. And then yeah. she, she takes notes. She'll put them in my CRM. She'll schedule the next contact date. She'll take notes on, she knows these four factors I just taught you. And she'll take factors on, okay, we need to do this, that. And she'll tell me how to ratchet up the relationship. And she will tell me how to drive it forward. And when I look at my, my CRM for the next contact, it literally have instructions. It doesn't just say, call Bobby Joe. It says, Call Bobby Joe and ask about his dog. How is it? How did it go after the vet? Right. And that, so I don't have to think. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yes. Okay. So, so 100%, from, a, yeah. from a productivity so, standpoint, I want you to so ask questions, but don't, so what it, what don't, it, let, don't let me forget to ask, talk about the external brain. Okay. Make a note of that. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about the external brain, you know. So, so uh, I mean, it sounds to me that you got to be doing also active listening and uh, and building the rapport, right, with the with the with the potential lead. And and so, do you have any tips for listeners on how to engage in active listening? How do we actually learn how to active listen? How to listen active effectively and build a rapport with with people? Because a lot of people 100%. know how to do it well, you know. It it is so. Here's the good news. Listening is, is it nature or nurture <laughs> skill set, skill set, skill set. I think that I, I think that listening, some people like it's like a talent, like on a bell shaped curve. Some people have a, a natural talent. They're wired that way or they mm -hmm. like people and they want to listen. Um, most people are listening and already thinking about what they're going to say next. Right. That's how people listen. But like truly, yeah. if you're focused and listening, like you're, you're a great listener, Papa. I can tell like I, you, you are actively listening to what I'm saying. My guess is you probably developed that skill. Correct. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So, so this is the good news. Skills are trainable. You can develop a skill. If it was a talent, it means that you either can or can't listen. That's not true. It's, it is a not a fixed quantity. You can improve your skills. And this is the six elements of active listening. I'll give you six things. I'm going to do it from memory because I didn't have this pulled up, but I think I, I, think I got it. Ready? Mm -hmm. Number one, you want all six? You want like two of them? Let's get all six out. Let's get them all out. Actually, you know what? You're a bottom line guy. So let me give you first the easiest way to remember active listening, and then we'll go deeper for the nerds. So this is because Pavel's a bottom line guy. Number one, you've probably <laughs> heard this expression. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Listen more, talk less. Exactly. If that's all you remember, in a sales situation, they've done studies, you should be listening 75% of the time and talking 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. And you or you just say something or you say something and shut up and let them talk. Yeah. Like, like yeah. what, if you, if like what we're doing right now, this is very not normal for me. I almost always ask questions and I'm listening the entire time. Mm -hmm. But since I'm a guest on your podcast, I assume you want me to talk. Otherwise, it'd be exactly. I want you to talk. That's why you're here, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, when you're a guest on my podcast, right? That's when I ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you exactly. Talk. You will be just keeping quiet and I'll be just, you know, talking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is a way that people can develop the skill, by the way. I'll give the six elements in a second, but start a podcast, start interviewing people, have mm -hmm. a VA who can help you set it up, by the way. So you don't have to worry about that. That's the leverage, right? You don't need like this. Exactly. Is another thing you can get it done. Yeah. Have them set everything up. All you do is show up and then you want to get better at listening, practice interviewing people. We're on you episode. Got it. Exactly. That's we're one on of the episode things. 81. Yeah. This is episode 81. 81. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Right. If, uh -huh. if we went back and listened to episode two, my guess is you would not be as 
maybe you would. You're a pretty calm guy. But what do you think? This is episode two. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, they all kind of change from 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 time to time, I guess. But it also depends on the guests. Some guests, uh, you know, I just had a guest prior to you today, and he just kept on going, going, and going. You know, so I listened. That's fine. You know. Yeah. You gotta leave pauses. All right, I I, I stalled yeah. long enough, by the way, to pull up the six elements on my active model. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I kind of figured you did. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. Ready? Okay. All right. Number What's one. up? Number one, honesty. And I'm gonna give you all six, and then I'll explain them. Number one is honesty. Number two is remaining neutral. Number three is having no agenda. No agenda. Number four is staying in context. Mm-hmm. Number five. Very is important, questions. by the way. Yes. These are all important, but some are more than others. And then the last one is, yeah. is really the big one for me. Listen, don't relate. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to give you all six again. You tell me which ones you want me to cover if all of them. We got honesty, remaining neutral. Pretty, pretty obvious. You know, honesty is obvious, obvious, right? Yeah. Remaining neutral. Do you, do you get that one? I, I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's pretend, God forbid, you're going through a divorce, right? Yeah. Let's pretend, Pablo. Yeah. And you're my client. You're a buyer or a seller. You're not even a client, you're a lead, right? And I'm asking you about, hey, you're thinking, what's causing you to move? You're like, oh, I'm going through divorce, right? And I say, so. Congratulations, dude. Okay, that's one answer. You can say congratulations. And he's like, are you kidding? I'm miserable. This is the worst month. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh. That's, what, that's, that's why remaining neutral is very important. You know? That's it. On the other side, you can say, oh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, are you kidding? This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I yeah. hate my specific other, right? You know, so yeah. but if, you, if, you, if, you know, if you come out of neutral, you will never hear the honest truth. That's part of active listening. But the next one, having no agenda, that's pretty obvious. If, you, if you're not trying to guide the conversation anywhere, like you'll yeah. get the good stuff. But it's, it's really, it's a catch-22 because you do want to take the conversation somewhere because you know where you're going to try to book an appointment to convert this client. Mm-hmm. However, when you're in the active listening portion, drop the agenda. You just want to listen and go with wherever they, wherever they want to take it. Um, staying in context. This is the secret to being conversational. You did a great job with this earlier, Pablo. I want to give you, give you a... A compliment because I said something and you piggybacked on it, right? Instead of just going down a list of questions when you're like, I'm going to interrogate you with these 10 questions I prepared in advance. You, I, I said mean, I have a list of questions. Off. My my team prepares the list of questions, but I don't necessarily go off of them. So, you know. And, and why is that? Why don't you go off them? Uh, because um, I'm talking and depending on the, you know, what my, uh, you know, what my interlocutor talks to me. I mean, I basically, or my, my podcast guest talks about, I want to remain within the content of that, you know, within context, within the context of that conversation and not just be totally pulling, you know, things out of, out of the context and basically sound like an idiot, you know, and besides it's really, it's, it's, it's not going to make the conversation smooth. So I want to have the conversation smoothly and uh, interesting, you know, for, for both of us. That's, that's a skill set. You've developed that. And that's why, whether you're doing lead conversion yourself, or you're training a virtual assistant to be your ISA to do this, right? Whatever it is. Yeah. When people are learning, when, when someone, like you guys, you know, LP Mama, that script for buyers, right? List, price, location, whatever, uh, location, price. I always forget what LP Mama stands for. But they, they, instead of interrogating someone doing bullet points, if you ask questions, you stay in context. All right, so you're looking for a home in Bellevue. So what's, what's, what's in Bellevue? That's going to that's gonna make you sound natural. Right. What's in Bellevue? Tell me more about that. Cool. So, right. And you, and you kind of flow with the context that that's, mm-hmm. that's active listening. Um, the last two asking questions, that's obvious. People think they're listening when they're making statements. If you say something that ends in a period, you're no longer listening. It's got to end in a question mark. 
And the last one, yeah. check this one out. Ready? Yeah. Listen, don't relate. So, Pavel, you've got some hats behind you on the desk. Mm-hmm. You got a flag, you got a license plate. I'm going to go with license plate because I happen to know you're a car guy. Tell me about that license plate. What does your license plate say? What's important about it? It says delegate. Ooh. Was, was, it, was it on a car? Was it on a car? Was it on a car? Was that like on a nice car? What, what, what is, where was that one from? Delegate. But I, and obviously that would be their company, you know, like lever, like that's virtue desk. Like that, clearly I know. Yeah. Well, basically is. that's kind of the idea of, of what, what we do. Uh, virtual assistants, we delegate, I mean, we delegate, uh, things to virtual assistants, you know, yeah. I have another I, license plate right there that actually says leverage. So, uh, this is the front plate for my car because the, I have the plate on my, on, on, on the rear of my car but I don't have them on the front. So it's right here. And, 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 and speaking of cars, I mean, I know you have a pretty nice car, like, right? You, you like cars, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So, so what, what, what are you driving right now? I have a Lamborghini Urus. Yeah. So, so I once took a drive in a Lamborghini, man. I was in Nice. I was driving around the countryside. And for, I, I'm, I'm making this up. I'm going to pause right here. Okay. <laughs> See what I just did? I yeah. related instead of, so exactly. what I, what, if, you're, if you're active listening, what we want to do is we want to go, you drive a Lamborghini Urus. What's that like, man? Tell me about mm-hmm. it. Have you always yeah, wanted one? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What color is it? That's like, basically, yeah. You basically just uh, switched the conversation and pretty much like refocused. And yeah, I can totally see what you're doing. And again, people, people like to talk about themselves the most, like, and you give them a chance to do that. One, they, I mean, they love to talk about themselves. They never shut up and give them a chance to do that. You just won their heart, brother. That's what happens. So, so when you're trying to convert leads, guys, buyers and sellers, just if let's say you're walking, let's say you're on a listing appointment, you're walking through their house mm-hmm. and they got a picture on the wall of a, of a mountain where they like to go skiing, right? And what the average agent is going to do is be like, oh, what mountain's that? It was so-and-so mountain. Really? Well, I love skiing here. They're going to tell their own story because they think that's bonding. They think that if the, if the seller skis and you ski and you tell your own story, that's not bonding, right? It's what not. creates rapport is the energy of you caring about what they care about. Yeah. Well, tell I'm me about the, Tell me about it. Tell me about the mountain. Tell me about the ski, your ski trip. Oh, right. nice. Nice. Uh, how far up did you go? You exactly. know? Like, yeah, they're gonna be t- start talking and pretty much just right off from that conversation. That's when I when I used to sell real estate. That's what I used to do a lot, you know. So so I don't know whether it's it. natural or it's uh, like a skill set, but basically that's how you ride with people. You know, you let them talk. For you, it's probably a combination of both. My guess is you did it wrong enough times to learn what didn't work, and you intuitively started to understand when I do this, it doesn't go the way I want, so I'm going to do this instead. And you kind of taught mm-hmm. yourself. Is that I'm, a safe guess? I'm, sounds like it you know yeah i think just more i mean i figured well the older i get the smarter i get maybe not (laughs) it's just it's 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 t-o-t-o-t do you know t-o-t-o-t do you know what that stands for no what is it time on task over time there we go t-o-t-o-t is the older you get you do get smarter because you spent more time doing this you made more mistakes you failed forward enough times that you know if you go this direction it doesn't create the results you want. It hurts. I mean, it what's sucks. the what, what's a, what's experience? Experience means you've done it before and and, and you failed. That's what that's what's experience. You know, that's it. yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> could be, yeah. could be. Listen, you know, yeah. I mean, this I think I think those strategies are very helpful, Jesse, and for a lot of real estate agents. And again, as somebody, let's say, uh, in 
real being a real estate agent is a sales job. Let's just throw it out there. Not a yep. lot of people think it is, and they think it's a consultant. I don't think it's a consultant. It's a sales job. So what would be your tips to real estate agents who right now getting, let's say, okay, just let me just backtrack. What would be your tips to the real estate agents who got into the industry, let's say, within the last couple of years, and they found themselves right now with the rude awakening of what the market is doing? So what my advice would be, yeah, if you want it badly enough, you can create success in any market conditions. But this is truly where skill set becomes so much more important. And I love markets like this. Mm -hmm. I believe this is where, you know, where the successful agents are separated from the rest of the herd. I think it's, I talked to someone two days ago and it was the most honest answer I'd ever heard. So I, I do a lot of like recruitment calls these days. And I asked this guy, Pavel, you'll love this. I said, so tell me, you said, you know, I said, my business was great, you know, for the last 12 months and la three months ago, it just dried up. I got nothing going on. I said, where, where did this come from before? Tell me about it. He said, answering my phone, checking my email. Is that not the most honest answer you've ever heard from the last two years? Where'd you get your business? I answered my phone and checked me. Business just fell in your lap. It was just like, yeah, here's business. Okay. Now we got to go back to work. We got to prospect. We got to deepen relationships. It doesn't matter how you do it, whether it's cold lead gen, paid lead gen, warm attraction-based funnels, right? Through sphere and referral, through, through channel accounts of people sending you a bunch of, you have to have lead gen. And so for anyone who got in the business two years ago, I would say level up your skill set, like deep, like figure out what your strengths are double down on your strengths and surround yourself with people to, to play up your weaknesses. If you are not good at paperwork, go get a virtual assistant tomorrow to take that all off your plate. If you are not organized, hire someone to help you with that. Even if your cash flow sucks right now, if your cash flow sucks and, you, and you're like, I can't afford it, it, you're absolutely wrong. You can't afford not to have someone in this market because you need to spend your time doing the only things that matter, lead generation, lead conversion. And if you're not good at lead exactly. generation, hire yeah. someone for that part of it. Go hire someone lead generate, and you do conversion. You got to do some part of it though until you become like a business owner. And then that's a of course, problem. of course, of course. And I, uh, Jesse, in in one of your talks, uh, when I talked to you before, I mean, I, uh, you you mentioned that you used to live in Southeast Asia for a, for a year, right? So yeah. so could you just tell me more about that experience as far as you were able to sell houses while you were in a foreign country, right? And you were able Today, to sell houses in San Diego, right? In San, I sold houses in San remotely. Diego. Remotely, I lived in Thailand. I worked maybe one to two hours per week. I didn't did carry you, a cell phone. Did I didn't carry a cell phone for an entire year. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't know that. Wow, tell me I more about. It. I literally not carry a cell phone. So if I could give one gift to the real estate community, it would be to figure out how to put into their life a phone-free block of time every day. Because after not carrying a phone for a year. I'm telling you, we can go deep in that in a minute if you want, but like just figure out how to do it. I'll tell you some tips and we can talk leverage in a sec, but how did I go to yeah. Thailand and sell houses? I'm a systems guy, right? So leverage, this podcast is called the leverage podcast. Has anyone come on this podcast and define leverage under three, under three categories yet? I don't believe so. You got right, to be first to do that. We're on episode 81. And this was taught to me years ago. I want to give credit to Tom Ferry, potentially. I don't know where it came from, but I think it was like a few different he people. He may be listening to this together. podcast. <laughs> yeah. What was that? He listens? He may be, he may be listening to this podcast. So, so Tom, I'm giving, yeah. I'm giving you credit. I'm giving you credit. I don't know if you taught it exactly this way. I might've made it my own over the years, but like I give, I give Tom credit for this. So um, are, you're about the same age as me, Pavel. Do you remember the band Stone Temple Pilots from the 90s? Yeah, of course. 
right? Okay. If you don't know Sun Devil Pilots, there's an oil company called STP. That's where they got the name. But I, I, I referenced that band because that's how- We're of the same that. vintage, Jesse. Yeah, I'm 43. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. STP, Stone Devil Pilots. This is how I remember yeah. the, the acronym. So leverage to me, the definition of leverage, doing more in less time. And the words are S, systems, mm -hmm. T, technology, and P, people. Systems, technology, and people. And the best leverage combines all three of those together. So I'll define what they are. Systems is like a repeated way of doing something. Basically, Every time you take a listing, you, yeah. do, you do the same it's checklist. Like, like, it's yeah, like you got to have standard operating procedure for that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, checklist. Technology is, is pretty obvious, right? Mm -hmm. We're using Zoom to be leveraged. So we don't have to get on planes and fly hours to talk to each other, right? You, you, we use Marco Polo to video chat. We have yeah. CRMs that automate things. That's obvious. The last one's people. Okay. People, yeah. And and the multiplier between all of these is money. Money is the thing that makes leverage go faster. The more money you have, right. you can create better systems. You can use better technology. You can hire more people. You can do it without money. If you're a brand new solo agent listening to this podcast, your mm -hmm. people category, you got vendors, you got escrow, title, you got people that, that are part of your team you can leverage. But I like the part where when I'm, I mean, I've been a real estate coach for years, if someone, if I were to ask people of those three categories, systems, technology, and people. If you could only add in one category that would make the biggest difference in your business, what it would it be? What, what's your guess, Pablo? Which one do you think it is for most people? Well, it's uh, people, basically. It's people. You know. That's why yeah. you started your company. It's people. Of course. They're missing yeah. leverage through people. Leveraging people, yeah. And, and so a lot of agents will say, no, it's systems. I need more systems. I'm like, be a guest, dude. Well, this, this is not a family podcast. I can curse on this podcast, right? Of course. Okay. So, I mean, I typically don't curse, like truly just people who know me, they're yeah. going to be surprised when I say this, but like, I just want you to know what goes in my head when I hear this. Cause I, I'll ask someone, what do you need to make more money? They'll say better systems. And I'll say, bullshit, dude. It's yeah. not true. If I gave you another system, your life's already a chaotic dumpster fire. You have one new system that you can't do anything with either. Congratulations. Like, <laughs> exactly. You don't need another system and technology. You got technology you're already not using. Every brokerage on the planet, like this is not an, it's not an EXP sales pitch. EXP's got great technology, but every brokerage has technology. And we all do. And most everybody has it. CRM. Everybody has CRM. Everybody has MLS. Everybody, right. you know, has, uh, you know, Redfin, Zillow, you can look yeah. into. I mean, it's, this is all there. You know, the marketing tools are all there. It's, it's sometimes even for free or yeah. very inexpensive, you know. So, so what do you like? People who let you do it. Yeah. If it's not systems and it's not technology, it's got to be people is the thing you're missing. 95% of the time when I dive into it, when we really drill down, agents, team leaders, team members, yeah. they are missing leverage. That's what they need to level up in their business. Yep. Yeah. Delegating, delegating to the right people, the right tasks and building the right team. That's the most important because well, that's when you do, you truly achieve the leverage and with your stone table pilots, you know. <laughs> STP, I can remember that now. You know, STP, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, yeah, and, exactly. and I guess you know? I guess I'll pull it together this way. If you have any final questions, but I'll pull it together this way. Um, has anyone ever, or maybe you teach this? Do you talk about your business being a bus? Do you ever talk about that one? Uh, being a bus? No, I don't think so. I always hey, tell. Check, hey, check hey, listen, I, you're, I like visual. You're things. a taxi, not a bus. You don't have to take everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too. Ooh, I've never heard that one. All right. So, yeah. so the reason I, the reason I do the bus analogy, is because it's got a lot of seats, maybe do an RV if you want. It's got an RV tour, right. whatever. So, so you're as a, as a real estate agent, we are all entrepreneurs, whether you define that way or not. Some people think they're salespeople. If you want to, if you want to exist in this new market, you can't be a salesperson. You've got to be a business owner. Have to. Oh, yeah. You got to think about right. it that way in this current market we're in. And if you're a business owner, you're driving a bus 
and your goal as the business owner is to point the bus in the right direction. Okay. Right. Then your goal is to put the right people on that bus, right? Mm -hmm. You got to find the people, whether it's a team you're building or it's just your, your back office team, or it's even your affiliates, lenders, inspectors, whatever. And then you got to get the right people in the right seats on the bus. And when you think of it from that context, first is the bus headed the right direction. That's why like the, the things we're doing to buy leads three months ago, they're probably not working anymore. Right. You got to probably point not the bus even looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. You got to point the bus in a new direction. And then once you point the bus in a new direction, do you have the right human beings on the bus? If, if the answer is yes, are they in the right The seat? right driver or the right conductor? The right mechanic to look at your wheels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. you might have a great mechanic, but you got yeah. him driving the bus and he's a crappy driver. Yeah. Right. And if you moved mm -hmm. him to, to fix the bus, you'd be way better. And so sometimes when you move people around and you figure out what, where their skill set is, that's, that to me is what I love. There's a creativity inside being a business owner that I don't mm -hmm. think a lot of people acknowledge. They think it's really cut dry. Like I'm in here to make money. It's, I've always been an artist. Like I've been a musician most of my life. I can guitar on my wall, right? Like oh, I can I, see I, that. Yeah. Yeah. You're it's a creativity guitar guy. Creativity yeah. Yeah. I awesome. hope this is helpful. Oh, this is a very helpful, Jesse. You provided so much value. This mind blowing, bro. So really love having you on the podcast today. Thanks, Dave. Listen, uh, yeah, uh, this is amazing. And you've done a really great, a lot of great uh, achievements with your business, Jesse. So Thank you. Uh, again, I hope to see you in uh, in Vegas. I mean, I will see you in Vegas uh, in a couple of I weeks. Think I'm going to see you there. And, yeah. and, if, and if anyone else wants to yeah. wants to hit me up, I'm on all social platforms, right? Jesse Zagorski, you can DM me on Instagram, Facebook. You got questions about anything I said. Um, we we yeah. have podcasts and all this stuff too. And whatever you need, just you like, guys should. Happy to, you guys should. Happy to help. Yeah. So thank you for coming to this podcast. We're just going to wrap it up and that's it. Sure.